You're listening to Red Nation Online. Welcome to Inside the MLS. News and interviews from and about key figures and happenings around Major League Soccer. Red Nation Online recently had the opportunity to speak with Olivier Tremblay, who covers the Montreal Impact for MLSsoccer.com. In this interview, Olivier and I discuss the current state of the Montreal Impact as they head into their 2014 MLS campaign. And now, Olivier Tremblay. Olivier, the Impact have now played their first preseason matches under new head coach Frank Klopas. Um, how would you assess what you've seen so far? I, it's, it's been good fun uh, for, for a few reasons. First of all, you can see uh, how, much, uh, how much the players seem to be uh, enjoying actually getting on the field when you compare uh, their attitude and their behavior on the pitch. Uh, to what they sh- what they showed uh, last uh, towards the end of the last season under Marco Chalabon, where it didn't seem like anyone really uh, really knew uh, how to uh, how to interact with each other and everything else. So it, so so it's been good. You've seen uh, a number of guys uh, build still on uh, on what they they showed last season. Vandal Lefebvre has been uh, a, a very very good. Uh, player so far in, in training camp, he's a converted uh, midfielder now playing at center back, and uh, he he's got big shoes to fill. Uh, next to uh, next to Matteo Ferrari, there used to be uh, some dude called Alessandro Nesta who played there, so big shoes to fill. But he's a very calm individual uh, to start with, so he, he he's been doing very good so far, and you can see Montreal trying to really uh, be more be more sound defensively. They have this new uh, assistant coach, Nick Kononakis, who's been, uh, who was a defender throughout his career. And he's been brought in really to work on that. And you could see it, uh, you, you could see it in, the, in the first weeks of training camp in Montreal. I must confess I couldn't go to Florida, so I haven't seen what they've been working on uh, of late. But there was an actual training works, you know, putting era, putting the defenders and more defensive midfielders apart and really working the dynamics there. And while, yes, Montreal lost 3 nothing to the New York Red Bulls, but to a certain extent there was a very good goal uh, for, for the second and uh, and uh, a mistake by, admittedly, Lonely Lefebvre for the third. But they've been, uh, they've been a lot more sound defensively. Last year, Montreal stormed out of the gate and for several months looked like a genuine supporter of Shield contender. Um, however, a late-season slump saw the team just qualify for the playoffs, followed by a first-round exit from the postseason. Uh, the roster is not drastically different compared to last year. You know, as you mentioned, um, some Italian guy that was expected to, to retire did so, uh, and a few other players have left. But you know, so for, it's basically a, a, the same team as last season. So I'm wondering, what do you expect from the club this season? Uh, to be honest, I'm not particularly optimistic if I'm a Montreal uh, Impact fan. I don't see them in the playoffs as things stand at the moment. Uh, obviously, you know, there could, there's always surprises in MLS, and you, you could see maybe Montreal uh, slipping in fifth 
in the in the fifth place in the in the Eastern Conference, but I don't really see them being a contender this year. Uh, I also see them maybe playing a little more uh, with a little bit more consistency. Uh, you mentioned a very very good start to last season, and at the very end, a total slump. Uh, Frank Klopas, you know, he's been here, he's been there, he's seen a lot of MLS, and he's used dealing with the travel and the schedule and everything else so I see a little bit more consistency from from Montreal but maybe not the, the right kind of consistency at, at times I can see them uh, maybe uh, you know dropping points here and there that they that they might have uh, that they might have picked up at certain points last season last season really the cushion that they built at the beginning of the season was crucial and I uh, you know I don't see lightning striking twice at the same place now you've got uh, Montreal again starting the season uh, with a two game stretch away and, and at the and in the same area uh, of the United States now last year they conquered Cascadia with two wins in Seattle and Portland but Houston and uh, and Dallas are going to be a different proposition, I think. So I can see Montreal maybe uh, showing a little bit more consistency, but maybe not enough when you consider the other teams in the East that have tried and successfully uh, improved their roster. The biggest change over the offseason was the club's decision to play, to replace Marco Schalbaum with Frank Kloppis. Um, you know, you've touched a little bit on you know, the renewed energy among the players that you've seen. What impact do you expect uh, from this change with respect to, you know, tactics and how the team plays? Well, I can see, uh, I can see Montreal uh, probably sticking to a certain principles of play that you saw last season. Uh, though, you know, Marco Chalabam, when, when he, he first got in Montreal, he said, I'm a, I'm a 4-4-2 kind of guy, but I'm ready to uh, to mix things up if need be. Frank Lopez came in and straight away said, you know, I'm gonna look at the makeup of um, the makeup of the roster and I'm gonna make my plans accordingly. Now they finally got some reinforcements up front with uh, the young Uruguayan striker Santiago, uh, Santiago Gonzalez. Uh, who is going? Who is going to be maybe an addition that could provide some space for Marco Devio if uh, if they decide to play to uh, to opt out now? Obviously, Devio is not going to be there for the first three games of the season, so I expect Montreal to start with uh, with a one striker formation, and if that uh, if that generates some some good play and some some results at some point, uh, I could see Colba sticking to that. Now they also they also got. Uh, Hernan Bernardello, who admittedly did not have that great of an impact for Montreal, uh, pun intended, obviously, uh, when he got here last season. But again, it, it's been the, it's been the same with Montreal since they got in uh, into MLS in 2012. They brought in uh, Devio uh, in mid-season 2012, and he didn't really have that much of an impact in the in the second half of the season. But he did play very very well in his first full season. I expect Bernardello to to do the same. He's uh, he he came into camp with uh, again renewed energy and lots of uh, lots of good intentions and he's got he can cover a lot and a lot of ground he's got a lot of energy and i could see him just shielding the back four and allowing the likes of felipe the likes of that's bernier the likes of dare i say andres romero to just uh crash the box and uh and bank some in 
In replacing Chalabon with Kloppis, the team has replaced um, a head, go- head coach with a European pedigree with uh, more of an experienced MLS head coach. Um, given everything that you've witnessed since the team joined the MLS, do you think the team would be in a better position now if it had just stayed the course of the club's first MLS head coach, the American Jesse Marsh? Mm, that's a good question, and uh, I'm not necessarily convinced that uh, it, it may have worked because at some point uh, they gave, at the very beginning, they totally gave the keys uh, to Jesse Marsh, and, and Jesse brought in uh, brought in his guys uh, in, in brackets. And at some point, Montreal, the, the Montreal uh, front office, namely uh, Nick DeSantis, Joey Saputo, decided that it was not their identity. Now, with Chalabon, they went the other way completely. But in Clopas, they have found some kind of middle ground because Frank Clopas has that MLS experience, but he's also got that experience playing in Europe. And that's something that, that Montreal were really drawn drawn to. So I am not totally convinced that uh, Jesse Marsh would have been able to, uh, to, to to work the way he would have wanted uh, in the first place. So to me, replacing Chalabam was a good move uh, because really Montreal went not for, for necessarily an MLS guy, period. They went for probably the MLS guy that they saw had the best uh, the best of what they want, and that's a little bit of the European flavor. With the retirement of Italian legend Alessandro Nesta, uh, the, the opportunity is there for a player to step up and claim a starting central defender spot. Um, you've mentioned Wandre Lefebvre um, as maybe being the player who's got the inside track on that. Could you could you talk a little bit about um, about him, Maxime Tissot, and uh, Carl Wimet, the three uh, young academy players and uh, and Quebec players? And uh, what you expect from this season, and you know how they progressed from, you know, last season through to the end of the season, you know, building up their their own MLS experience. Yeah, well, starting uh, just to to finish uh, on Vendry Lefebvre, uh, he, he's the he's the kind of player who somehow manages to uh, to turn some crucial moments. Uh, in a season into very good opportunities to learn and he's a very uh, he's a very well well spoken guy he's very intelligent and he's got the right attitude and the right approach to the game so i can see him you know picking things here and there working for example last year with with alessandro nesta speaks very highly of him uh, as pretty much everyone in in the game period does uh, so so i could i could see i could see the five uh, taking advantage of the fact that, well, you've got Adrian Lopez, who they signed last season, who played 45 minutes, got sent off, and then towards ACL in, uh, during a training session. Now he's going to be back with the team uh, next Monday, apparently, but how long is it going to be for him to get back onto the field? So that's an opportunity there. Nelson Rivas is back in Colombia for personal reasons, uh, and uh, and he's still got, again, an injury uh Apparently, it's not as serious as was first feared, but he, that's an, an opportunity for him again, and I expect Van Lefebvre to, at the very least at the beginning of the season, see that opportunity. As far as Carl Wimet goes, well, Carl Wimet has been much traveled onto the pitch itself uh, since he, he turned pro. Uh, he started out maybe as more of a center back, but he still got uh, that engine inside him to, to play on the side. 
he was for, he was first transferred to to right back and then moved to the left for the last part of last season. Now he's been trying more and more uh, a little bit more as a as a right back again. But he he's got to find that position. He even played some defensive mid with the national team. So I could see him. Uh, you know, jack of all trades. You know, there's still that negative connotation to to it a little bit. But he's got a few tricks in his bag that could help him. You know, log minutes here and there. As far as Max so goes, well, he he proved his worth a little bit towards the end of last season. He's still got some defensive issues to his game, but going forward, you know, he could be uh, that kind of outside back that could really provide something because. Jabrowski did a lot of good to this team uh, the past two years, playing uh, playing a lot of left back. But that's not his natural side, and uh, and he and he's still he's got the defensive uh, solidity, but but uh, but he does not bring a lot forward. Maxim Tissot does, but he's still got those defensive issues to solve. So I I could see I could also Frank Lopez, uh, Austin Berry, you know, made. Uh, made headlines this week with his uh, trade to, to to Philadelphia Union. Frank Lopez was not afraid to bring him in and uh, nurture him when uh, when he first broke into uh, into MLS. So I could see a lot of young guys getting such opportunities. One of the biggest offseason needs that Montreal had was to bring in a goal scorer to lessen the load on 37-year-old designated player Marco Devaio. Um Given what you've seen, do you expect Uruguayan forward Santiago Gonzalez to be able to fill that hole? I must confess I haven't seen a lot from him since uh, he since he got uh, since he signed with Montreal. He he was in uh, he was at the the training uh, training ground in Montreal on the very last day before Montreal left uh, for uh, for Florida. So I've only seen uh, him on uh, on on the YouTube uh, replays of games. Uh, but but yeah, you know he he's got to adapt to a certain a uh, different style, and he's admitted as much. But you know the energy of youth sometimes uh, in MLS can provide you know that spark up front. Uh, is he going to replace Devayo, for example, at the beginning of the season when he's suspended? I'm not totally sure because I think that slowly but surely Andrew Wenger has has grown a little bit more confident. Uh, with uh, with every with every day at uh, training camp, uh, I got to admit his first touch was very off at the at the beginning of camp, but it's improved slightly, but just enough to bring others into play. So I could see him uh, maybe because he's got a little bit more, well, a lot more MLS experience than Santiago Gonzalez. But I expect Gonzalez to play a role because Montreal worked a lot on him. They really wanted him to join uh, to join their team. So I. I absolutely expect him to play a role sooner rather than later. Montreal traded up in the MLS Super Draft to pick right back Eric Miller fifth overall. Um, how much do you expect him to contribute this season? You know, especially given that um, you said Frank Lopez is a coach who's not afraid to go with younger players. Well, he's on my fantasy team, so he better play. Uh, but uh, getting aside, uh, Miller, you know, with. And, and, and I'm not just including the, the drafted guys here. Every single unsigned guy that Montreal brought into camp, uh, whether it was uh, whether it was in the first week or second week of training camp in Montreal, Miller was significantly better than any one of those guys. Uh, he's got he's, he's got tremendous 
Uh, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but he's got tremendous energy. Uh, he can he can bring uh, something forward, which is not something that he showed during the games because he's not been uh, actually playing on uh, on his side. He's more of a right back, but he also got that. Uh, he's got a background as as an attacking midfielder, so he's not afraid to uh, go forward and try to play little combinations with his guy in front of him. Uh, most notably, uh, Justin Mapp during uh, during camp when uh, when it was only uh, inter-team scrimmages. But uh, but yeah, Eric Miller. The problem the problem with Miller is well, exactly. If if you play him as a as a left back, well, he, you kind of get him off his natural game a little bit. And but but then again, can you really dislodge Sun Kamara, who's brought a lot? to Montreal's attack from right back uh, since the beginning of camp. That's the big question. Is Asun Kamara going to at some point play center back and allow Eric Miller to play right back? I don't know, but I absolutely expect Eric Miller to get some chances and if he plays on his natural side to see them. Andrew Wenger is an interesting player. Um, I remember a ways back, even when he was he was still in college, there was talk that he could have been the uh, the solution to TFC's center back woes. Um, he was taken first of all in the uh, 2012 MLS Super Draft, um, and Montreal liked him as a striker and have played him there. Um, he hasn't scored a lot of goals, and uh, you know I've heard a lot of people say that uh, you know they'd prefer to see him move to a you know a, a defensive midfielder role or or even play play on the back line, and that, that the striker experiment has failed. Um, you know, is is Montreal committed to him as a striker, and do you think he could break out playing in a new system under Frank Kloppis? Well, it would seem so. Montreal have repeated time and again that they drafted him as a as a striker, and they don't want to uh, to to unstabilize him and try to try different positions. And given that Montreal essentially up front as a as a center forward, they've got Devayo, they've got Gonzalez, and they've got Winger. It would be a little bit tricky to to remove an option uh, as things stand. So I expect Winger to. To play as a center forward, and uh, and, and you know la- last year was a was a difficult one for him. But at, at the uh, the post mortem press conference uh, after the uh, after the season ended, he was he was strangely you know talkative when he was speaking to the media. Whereas uh, usually he he's going to answer questions with one or two sentences that don't necessarily mean much. But then he was strikingly open and really. Uh, really telling us how he had learned to, how to play with the second striker and what kind of what kind of runs he had to make and what kind of runs he had to expect and everything else. So, you know, he he's still a very intelligent guy, and I I would I would assume that he has been he has spent his off season really trying to think a lot about what's happened and how he he can improve. Uh, and, and you know, what's really frustrating is. When you see him at training, he can strike some very, very balls, very lovely balls, and uh, somehow he can't replicate that uh, in match situations. Now, has, as I said, his confidence is slowly but surely increased as Kemp uh, has been going on. You know, in his case, it's really a matter of putting him, you know, in that match situation to see what happens, because at this point, it, there's a big big interrogation uh, point above uh, Andrew Winger's head. 
Here in Toronto, Ryan Nelson usually plays down the importance of, of one player wearing the captain's armband. That said, one of the big stories over the offseason in Montreal was hometown hero Patrice Bernier being awarded the captaincy following the trading of Davy Arnault. Uh, do you think that Bernier's ascendancy to the captain's role changes anything on the pitch and in the locker room for Montreal? I don't expect to, uh, because you know Patrice Bernier has been he's been a leader on the field, off the field, and he he hasn't needed an armband to do that. Davy Arnault did a very good job as a captain. He he came here really he was open to to the city. Uh, he brought his family here, and he looked. He looked really happy. He he, he picked up uh, on on the on, on the French that he had already uh, learned because he's got some uh, some ancestry there in France, and so Arnaud did a very good job. But 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 his Bernier is always led by example. That's that's what he's always been uh, good at, and you could and you could see in Montreal's play, especially in the second half of the 2012 season, at least that's my opinion, how he really took that team by the crop of its neck and, you know, really showed by what he displayed on the field how how Montreal could grow, uh, grow in confidence and really try to make an impact on, on this league. And, and, and they did very well in the, in the second half of that season, although it didn't end in, the, in a playoff uh, qualification. So yeah, but his Bernier, you know, he he's been the he's been the the creator of this team alongside uh, alongside uh, Felipe. Now is on the, on the field on the field. Obviously, you've got a full a fully fit Hernan Bernardello playing a full season, maybe organizing things from further back. But but his Bernier, but his Bernier, he's going to remain the uh, calm and collective player that he's always been and he's a he's not only a very good uh, attacking player we've seen that with his uh, penalty taking with his assists but he's also a very good uh, defensive uh, asset for Montreal with interceptions and clearances and everything else so I don't I don't expect much to change in Patrice's in Patrice's game and, and probably every single Montreal player would tell you that He's always been a leader anyway. Yeah, in looking at Montreal's roster, one thing that really stands out to me as a potential strength for the club uh, would be that season-long pairing of Patrice Bernier and Hernan Bernadello in central midfield. Uh, Would you agree with that assessment? I would. I would absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, these are two guys uh, who, who who like to play ball, but maybe maybe Bernier is is more of a more of a player who is going to drive forward, who who likes to drive forward, and uh, and and try to to make plays closer to the box. Whereas uh, Bernardello is happy to to sit in front of the defense and spray balls uh, wide or vertically uh, to the center forward if need be. Uh, it, it could be a very good, uh, very good central midfield pairing for Montreal uh, with uh, Bernardello playing a little bit further back. But again, you know, when you look at the improvements that other teams have uh, have made this off season, is that going to be enough to? to to propel Montreal into the playoffs, I'm not completely sure. Uh, Marco Devaio was the fundamental player in the impact offense last season, scoring 20 goals. Uh, the into- Italian striker will be 38 years old in the summer. I believe his birthday is in July. Uh, do you think at that age he can keep up his torrid scoring pace for the upcoming campaign? Uh, not quite. 
but you know what? I still, I would still love to to look like Marco Devaio when I am 38 years old. He looks so fit, uh, and, and you know, obviously, he's got a little bit of that. How how could I say a little bit of that attitude? You know, that frustration that can uh, come up sometimes when you know sometimes midfielders don't pick up his runs or, or something, but. Marco Duvalio, uh, when he's on form, he he can bang them in like like few players in MLS. And given the circumstances, you know he's may, he maybe has a a new asset maybe in in Santiago Gonzalez, who might play closer to him, uh, or or even Felipe, who who's looked a little bit better than his than his uh, substandard 2013 so far. Uh, Devayo can still play a very, very important role for Montreal. And while I don't see him scoring 20 goals, I think 12, 13, 14 goals could be a realistic uh, expectation for Devayo. Uh, I had one final question for you. You kind of answered it. I was going to ask you to make a, your prediction <laughs> re- regarding the playoffs. Um, but that said, I know we both touched on the fact that uh, the East is much stronger. TFC have obviously strengthened. Uh, Philadelphia and D.C. have made a lot of changes to their roster. Uh, Houston and, and New England um, ended last season very strong. And, and uh, you know, the Red Bulls and uh, and um, Sporting Kansas City were both uh, powerhouses last season. So, so given all of that, um, you know, what has to go right for the impact to sort of... Um, you know, make history and become the first Canadian MLS club to qualify for the postseason two years in a row. Uh, Vancouver wasn't able to do it, and Toronto's yet to get there. Well, first of all, I touched a little bit on it uh, in the in my last answer. You got you got Felipe, who's shown a little bit of that 2012 form uh, since camp started. So you need a healthy and happy and productive Felipe. Now, Felipe is a father to be, so. Uh, that maybe is going to throw a little bit of leadership inside that guy, and uh, and he's going to probably be uh, he's probably he's going to have you know he's going to take advantage of his uh, uh, of his time as a as a free man who doesn't have to wake up at four in the morning to to feed baby. So I could see him maybe taking full advantage of that uh, of this season. Uh, can uh, now you you also have to address certain things out wide. Andres Romero was some somewhat underwhelming last season as a new addition, but he's in a better place now. He's got his twins and uh, and his wife coming to live with him in Montreal, which wasn't the case last season. So so that could uh, help him uh, become a better player and a better man. And you've got to find a way to address some of the defensive issues. Uh, that Montreal had last season, uh, they were very vulnerable to being attacked uh, with base, and maybe with a younger center center, center back like, for example, uh, Van Lefebvre or uh, uh, Adrian Lopez when he's uh, when he's wounded, or even a Nelson Rivas. Who knows? Maybe he's going to stop getting injured. Uh, you could see Montreal maybe. Uh, and at times last season, you know, it was just an open buffet for for the other teams to just bang them in. So if they can address a few issues here and there, I guess maybe see them living to the playoffs, but it's going to be a tough road to